Hello and welcome to the Olympic Channel podcast. I'm Ed Knowles. Who wants the best bits from OlympicChannel.com? You do? Well, good. Here lies the very best interviews from the good ship, Olympic Channel. We want to take you beyond the snow and ice of Pyeongchang 2018 and right to the stories that matter. Okay, it was a fun night last night. So I finished the podcast and I ran out the door here at the Olympic Channel to get down to see the preview screening of the Nagano Tapes, uh, which is a new documentary that Olympic Channel have made. I rushed so much that I actually ended up taking another producer's bag with me. So sorry to Mr. Paul Turley for that. What a nightmare. Anyway, once I did get there, full on loved the documentary. It's honestly, it's really good. It's about the Czech ice hockey team. Um, They won Olympic gold in Nagano in 1998. That was the first year when all the NHL players could play at the Olympics. So it was a huge upset and the story is really well told, great music, really good footage, interviews, top notch. And that's coming out on olympicchannel.com on February the 28th and just check it out, it's really, really good. Then, after that, I legged it back to Austria House. The Olympics, if you don't know, have these team houses and they are very much the place to be when someone wins a gold medal that day for that particular country. So, Anna Gasser won gold in the big air, in the snowboarding, and I was like, I am going there. And I ended up having a total ball, uh, chatting to some of the slalom coaches and generally causing havoc until... The woman herself turned up and, yep, I managed to grab a few quick words with the brand new Big Air Snowboarding Champion. And if you are interested in seeing the whole of that frenzied talk, then you can still see the Facebook Live. It's there if you just go over to our Olympic Channel page. Anyway, what else is coming up? In keeping with the Austrian theme, we get to know Julia Dusmovitz. Cheerleading at the Olympics? The sport is growing in popularity and we found out a little bit more about how it all works. And as I mentioned, that Anagasa chat is also on its way. But first, here are the top stories from OlympicChannel.com. Tara Lipinski analyzes Olympic champion Alina Zagitova. The Olympics is more than just sports. Olympic Channel reporter Nicholas Vinder takes a deeper delve into its long relationship with art. And find out why ice hockey player Maddie Rooney is being called the USA's smiling Secretary of Defense. You can check out all those stories plus a whole load more. OlympicChannel.com forward slash news or if you're on the app, which you should be, then you just tap on the news tab. Olympic Channel volunteer Heiji Kim won't be here. It's a day off, but don't worry. The evergreen Olympic Channel reporter Alessandro Poggi has been busier than ever. And on his trip to Austria House, he bumped into another snowboarder, Julia Desmotvitz, the defending Olympic champion in parallel slalom The Sochi 2014 Olympic champion in parallel slalom is into yoga and meditation as well as bossing it on the slopes. Austria, obviously, is very famous for its mountains, but Julia grew up in one of the flat bits of the country. So our favourite Italian reporter started off by asking her how she got into the sport. I started when I was um, pretty young and yeah, we have not a lot of mountains, we have more good wineries, (laughs) but... 
you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm Austrian, so I love the mountains, I love the snow. And I got to snowboarding during um, the Winter Olympics in Nagano, and there was Hemmermeyer winning his medals, so I don't know, I just um, had the feeling this is my big dream, and so I worked hard for it. And yeah, it's amazing to be here, uh, second time for me at the Olympics. And I really feel I, I did a good job the last two years uh, getting ready for this event. I saw you live through a lot. Uh, you survived a disaster when you were a, a teenager. You had many injuries. How these painful setbacks uh, shaped you? Well, this uh, was a huge impact in my life, for sure. So um, after every injury, I just had this big goal and dream of the Olympics. And um, it helped me to just kept on going. And um, for me, it's always like the love for the sport. And when I'm outside and in nature, I just um, feel my body and I love to compete. So it was my big goal to win Olympics. And after every injury, I was like, okay, I, I can make this and I, I can make the way back. And after Sochi, it was like, wow, it was so amazing to achieve this goal that for me, the two years after Sochi, I was like, okay, what's next, what's next? And um, I'm really happy that I'm here and I can say, okay, I'm, I'm really, I will compete with all of my heart and passion and I can't wait to, to be in the start gate and I don't know, feel this heartbeat, okay, and um, yeah. I saw that you, you, you have such, such a kind of uh, uh, spiritual approach to life, you do yoga, you are uh, like a man, or holistic health mentor, uh, a vegetarian, uh, for example yoga, how has changed you as a person, as an athlete? Um, yeah, it changed me for sure. Um, I, I started to do yoga like seven years ago um, in Maui. Um, that's where I train in the summer. It's super important for me just to be outside of the gym doing that what I love. Um, kiteboarding, surfing, stand-up battling, yoga, um, hiking. And then I, I started to do uh, my yoga teacher training and two years later I finished uh, 500 hours teacher training in Maui and then last time I teached. So yeah, it's, it's a big part in my life and also when I travel I always do yoga and I meditate and it's just, it helps me to focus myself and um, just, you know, just being balanced and happy <laughs> because I don't, I mean, I will give my best for sure and my goal is, my big goal is to win another medal, but I know it will not change my life. You know, I am happy now and I, I will fly back home as a happy person, <laughs> yeah. One last question. Uh, Esther Ledecker did something incredible. Do you think that might be a distraction for her or she's still a favorite? Yeah, she, she is amazing. So just to see her competing in skiing and like, winning this gold medal, the whole snowboard, um, yeah, our whole team, we were just cheering for her. We were like, whoa, that's so amazing. And. Um, yeah, she is super strong on the snowboard as well. She, yeah, she will be strong at this competition. But at the last competition, we saw um, that also other girls can beat her. And 
yeah, I'm sure she can focus and it will not, it, it will be more like an extra boost for her to have this gold at home, probably. Thanks to Juliet and there's much more from Alessandro later as we learn about the sport of cheerleading and, well, he went to the Lindsay Vonn press conference and tore it up. But now, the party in Austria House was big. The atmosphere was great and, well, why was that? Because the first ever Olympic gold medalist in the big air snowboarding went to Austria's Anna Gasser. And it's not been an easy ride for her. She fell in the slope style in Sochi after being one of the favourites. And then her performance in the slope style here in Pyeongchang was, well, it was below par for her. She says it was due to the weather. During what can only be described as an absolute riot of a party with traditional food, drink and questionable music choices, there were some huge names in women's snowboarding all there to celebrate with Anagasa. The sport crosses borders and competitors, and they're all truly friends. I was lucky enough to get an invitation too. And I started off by asking her just how much fun this party was. This is crazy. There are so many people here and it's such a good vibe and like everyone is partying. I'm so happy. And you've got so many of your friends here from all over the world, all famous snowboarders here as well. How cool is that? It's so cool. I think snowboarding is one of the only sports where your friends and competitors at the same time and it's so great they all came here today. And redemption for you, you've had a, you know, a tough time in Sochi, it, the weather here wasn't great. How happy are you to finally do it? Oh, I'm so happy. Um, yeah, I already thought I'm not lucky at the Olympics, but today made up for all the bad luck I had so far. And when you were on the top, when you saw Jamie go down, Jamie Anderson, and she fell, what was going through your head at that moment? Um, she had two amazing jumps and I knew I need to do a better trick in order to get this medal. <laughs> and yeah, I just like gave it all I had and I'm happy it worked out. And seeing the people down at the bottom, you were giving loads of high fives. Who was the most important people down there for you? Um, I would say for sure my family, just because that's one of the first time they saw me compete and I really wanted to do good for them. And they also, they helped me out so much at the beginning. So I feel like I also jumped for them. As a little girl, when you were growing up, did you ever imagine this, winning an Olympic gold medal in big air in Pyeongchang 2018? No, never. <laughs> Anna Gasser, creating history, and it was really, really a privilege to share that little moment. So, thanks to everyone who's been joining in with Slider Pose. Check out our Instagram stories for a look at that. Alex Barron got stuck in on Instagram, and I'm going to give it a try in the next 24 hours. Give us a mention at Olympic Channel on Instagram and use the hashtag Slider Pose. Come on, live a little. Right. Oh, I think that I've found myself a real new sport and the name of it's cheerleading. Okay, I'll stop that. But in all seriousness, cheerleading has been provisionally recognised by the International Olympic Committee. At the pre-closing ceremony here in Pyeongchang, the guys and gals are going to be bringing it, literally. And Mr. Alessandro Poggi started off by asking US Cheer Executive Secretary Laurie Harris how she and her sport ended up here in South Korea. We were very excited when the Korean Cheerleading Association reached out to us about four months ago, uh, putting together the top eight countries um, in the Olympics from Sochi. So they invited all the cheer teams of the top eight countries who medaled in the last Winter Olympics to come and be what's called the global supporters. 
And what's the mission, the, the purpose of this? Uh... The purpose is to bring awareness of cheerleading in, on a global stage, also to be a support to all the athletes and to all of the venues and all of the, the different activities that are here. But we're really looking forward to showcasing cheerleading and gaining more exposure of it worldwide. We recently have IOC provisional recognition as an Olympic sport, so we are excited about taking that to the next level. And we have sights on cheerleading being in the Olympics one day. That would be a summer Olympic sport, obviously, for cheerleading. But to be here in the role here at the Winter Olympics, to in an ambassador role, to show everyone what cheerleading is and to give that opportunity for exposure is a great, it's just great for the cheerleading in general. And last thing, uh, what kind of uh, reception, feedback have you received so far in the venues, uh, from the spectators, from the other athletes? It's been really exciting to see how everyone is responding. Um, they've been just really like excited and um, really amazed at a lot of the skills that the athletes are doing. And it's been great for us to be able to, again, showcase what we love to do and be able to have the crowd be so engaged in it. And hopefully they're just being able to show that cheerleading is more than what a lot of people think it is with um, the athleticism, the skills, and that we'd love to be able to, again, showcase that in a competitive environment um, in the future with the Olympics. Thanks to all the guys. Spectacular stuff from the cheerleading. It's really worth taking a look at if you get the chance. Finally, to end our podgy marathon today, we sent our intrepid reporter, to the Lindsay Vaughn press conference. Vaughn took a bronze medal in the downhill skiing and it's probably her last Olympics. Now, her attention will turn to try and break the record for the most amount of wins at World Cup events ever. Our man is an absolute skiing nut, so he was determined to get to the bottom of the story. And you could say that he cut through all the noise straight to the part that matters. You need five more wins to equal stand marker, six... Uh to uh, overtake him, uh, you're not getting any younger. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, just, just, say it. Sorry. just, you know, come right out and say it, why don't you? No, sorry, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, it's kind of awesome. What, what challenges, I, I mean, you. how confident do you feel to beat this record? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to stop ski racing until I break it. You know, I, I think this year didn't start off the way I'd hoped. Um, you know, Lake Louise was uh, a pretty derailing weekend in a lot of ways, but um, I'm still, I still was able to win four races thus far in the season. So um, I think that next year will go a lot better. Um, and also with my focus shifting to the World Cup instead of the Olympics, it'll give me more time to um, really be prepared for each race and not focused on peaking for February. So I think next season I can get it done. Um, I hope I get it done because as you eloquently stated, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> Definitely beyond the snow and ice. Awesome work. <laughs> and thanks to Lindsay too. And that is that. Thanks to everyone for the support. It was good to have a bit of interaction, actually, on the Facebook Live with everybody saying hi. Please do give us a subscribe if you can, because it helps us out no end. 
A reminder that we will be back after the games, which is great news. So that subscription will just mean that that the podcast goes straight into your phone, all easy street. But that, for the moment, is that. Thank you very much. Until next time.